another episode of currently binging the podcast about all things tv and movies if you're listening for the first time welcome make sure you hit that subscribe button or whatever platform you're listening to my voice on also take a few extra seconds to write and comment all greatly appreciate it so yes we are discussing season two of the wild super excited if you listen to my season one discussion then you know i like <laughs> fell in love with this show <laughs> And I was excited to see what happens in season two. And here we are. There will be spoilers. And it's just me, so I may repeat myself. Could even go in a couple of circles. Um, So you have been forewarned. Now, where we left off on season two, we knew that... Now I have to get... Cause now we have so many names. So I have to make sure I keep everyone's names... Um in check so we have leah who has always been suspicious she's suspicious of nora in season one um and again i don't recap it we're just going to talk about the things that i, I really want to highlight um because then we will be here all day but where we left off leo is very suspicious they're in a facility she doesn't know what's going on we know she's been sneaking around trying to get answers we also left off on like a big cliffhanger where we see um Nora jump into the water to try to save her or not even really they gotta save her sister um Rachel who is swimming and doesn't know or realize that there is a shark under her and we don't know what happened when when I discussed season one I did mention we saw everyone in the present timeline except for Nora so there was a possibility that she could have died but then Going into this season, I was just like, when we saw what happened with her and she just like floated off into the water, I was like, I would not be surprised if she's not really dead. And somehow, I don't know how they like swooped her up, but I want them to show us how they did that because they're not going to show us. But lo and behold, while we do see her die in quotes, on screen the girls see her die they believe she is dead they still believe to where we left off in the season that she is dead we do find out that she is actually still alive um so essentially because I was so mad at Gretchen in the first season discussion I was still mad at her this season as well like that did not change um I have so many questions about the parents and apparently we're not going to find out any of that until season three if we get to season three so <laughs> I'm gonna have to wait either way it goes but um so apparently despite everything that happened only one person actually died and we had someone lose a limb <laughs> which is like not great so let's get into this so we knew that there was another group um that was the control group and it was a group of boys the twilight of adam and we knew going into season two that we were going to see more of them we were going to spend time with them i i thought coming into this that we were going to like see what happened to them on the island as i was reading some articles post watching the season some people felt like we didn't need to see what happened to them and it like messed up the flow of the season and we didn't need the guys I don't think, I wouldn't say necessarily we didn't need the guys. I think adding the guys, especially once we get into talking about what season three could look like, definitely helps change up the dynamic. Um, I think that having, introducing them the way that we did in season two more so helps us to, and they could have done this, I guess, in a different way, but I think at least doing it the way that they did it where we saw the guys um, go like through, essentially like from the time they arrived to the island up until the time they are rescued. Mind you, we don't see how any group is rescued from the island. Like we see for the girls, they see the helicopter, but like we don't see them get on the helicopter or any of that. For the boys, we know that three of them went off into the um, boat or the rafter <laughs> that Seth stole. But like, and we see Seth go or get literally pummeled by freaking Raph and we don't, but we don't see how 
like they get saved from that situation. So like we don't see how either group gets saved, but I think in doing it this way and showing us um, kind of where the guy started, where they left off and like their, the traumas that they went through because their trauma is a little bit different. Apparently it was mentioned, which was something I saw in another article. I was like, the guys were supposed, they mentioned that they were going to go through something darker. Um, they should have kept it really dark. I think they kind of did. <laughs> and I have a lot of thoughts about the guys to be completely honest, um, which is why I'm probably not as bothered about the addition of the guys or that we spent as much time with the guys because this season we didn't see any flashbacks for the girls but we did get to see more island time with the girls which I was okay with because for the most part we saw everyone's backstory in the first season I believe if I'm remembering correctly I did say that there were some there was some more like story that I wanted to know but once you start introducing more people and the cast starts growing, it's hard to like delve into every single person. So I think how we've been introduced to the boys and the girls at the same time, then I would have more issues than being introduced to just the girls in season one. And then in season two, I do think that time was split almost evenly against the boys and the girls. Um, because I did find myself at times being like, oh my gosh, we're going back to the girls. Like, I want to know what's going on with the boys. <laughs> so I don't think like they took anything away from the girls by adding in the boys. Um, or even adding in the boys and starting them and starting us being introduced to them on the island. Because with the girls, we were introduced to them on the plane. We got to see some interaction dynamic on the plane before the plane crashed in air quotes. But with the guys, like, very quickly... Saw a quick view of them on the plane, but we start with them. We don't even see them in the wreck of the wreck in air quotes of the plane crash. Like we just see them on the um, beach or the island. Uh, and so immediately we have all the guys when we were first introduced to them, you're kind of like, oh, I don't know if there's going to be anyone we're going to like. Except for there's a couple. Um, we're going to talk about the couple because they, we spend a lot of time with them. But we're introduced to uh, DJ and kind of find out he's Gretchen's son, which tracks. <laughs> Makes sense to me. I knew immediately when he was like, oh, my leg hurts. And then they were, I, I won't say that I knew that he was her son until we see him. We see that he's not dead and he's talking to her. Before he calls her mom, I'm like, oh my gosh, that's her son. <laughs> Just based off of what he said in his um, his video, I was like, that's his mom. Um, but as soon as they were like, they split up and they were walking and then he was like, oh, I don't think I can go. And they were like, oh, you can go back. I like, there's so much foreshadowing here that something's going to happen to him. And then when we get back and we see that chewed up body and I'm like what the hell happened to him like I was expecting him to like potentially die but like to be disfigured I was just like what happened and so to me I was just like oh I don't know he might not be dead um I was thinking he was potentially the informant similar to uh I can't remember what that girl's name is I don't know why I want to say her name is Lynn but the one who ended up dying um with the girls their ninth person but then as we started to meet the guys and get into it, Seth immediately jumped out in my head as being the person who's supposed to be similar to Nora because he was just way too calm. <laughs> he was way too calm, like from the beginning, not really worried, great disposition, like all that stuff. And so Seth is a character where you watch him and you're like, oh, we're supposed to like you. You're very charismatic. But if you're me, <laughs> I was kept looking at the screen and I'm like, because all these boys' faces, like for the most part, they were all um, new faces for me. Like a lot of them didn't look that familiar. But Seth's face, I was like, oh my gosh, you look so familiar. I don't know. Like something just kept niggling in the back of my head. And I was like, we're not going to, we're not even, we're not going to search it until after we finish this entire series because I don't want it to jeopardize 
my thought process while I'm watching this. But for some reason, it's niggling in the back of my head. And whatever it is, I feel like it would change the way that I feel about the character. But when I finally looked him up, he Seth was played by Alex Fitzellen. And he was in the society. And I was like, oh my, you guys, if you've listened for a while, <laughs> you know how much I feel about the society. <laughs> like... I literally, after I saw that, I was like, I'm about to go back and rewatch The Society just to confirm that the way that I feel about this show is valid because I am still mad at Netflix about canceling that show. But anyway, I was like, oh my gosh, that makes sense. Oh my gosh. Like literally it tracks why his face was so freaking familiar, why it was niggling in the back of my head and why I was like, oh, I just feel like he's going to be an important person in the show. So... <laughs> So that makes sense to me. But I thought Seth was a very interesting character. And someone you're supposed to be like, oh, like, I want to, like, believe in you and follow you. The same with Raph, I think, was also, we were introduced to him first. Uh, Leah breaks into his room first. We spent a lot of time with him in the beginning. And you're just like, oh, he's like very nice. Like, clearly something happened. We don't know. It also seems like he's... um making um or like he is still trying to figure out who he is he says to Leah like he doesn't even know who he is it seems like in his first interactions with um Seth like he's it's hard to tell like if his fatuation is platonic or is it more like oh explored explorative explorative I don't know why I'm struggling with that word <laughs> and then we also hear him say like he always needs like that person there to kind of like, it seems like very, very codependent type of speak. Cause we see him talking about his girlfriend who I did put, you guys know I got lots of notes about this show. So like <laughs> be prepared. But I did put a note where I was like, I feel like she is just literally not that into him. Like early on felt that way. And even more so um, kind of where we left off when her parents helped bail him out of jail and like, she doesn't want to hold his hand. But like when he first is like, oh, where's your bracelet? Like even on the island, he got that bracelet on. Um, and she's like, oh, I must have not put it back on. After the I was like, girl, bullshit. So like, <laughs> like, you need to, I don't know. You need to focus on yourself a little bit more uh, before you start to depend on all these people who clearly could give two cents about you. But yeah, so he was one of the ones where you're like, oh, um, Ivan, Josh, which we're going to talk about Josh, was also like some of the ones you're like, oh, okay. Bo, I mean, all the guys kind of had like really great, like, uh, what's the word? Not compa not compassionate, but like you felt like you can like, oh, relay, like, oh, I want to hear what your story is kind of a thing. Now, I did say... <laughs> In my notes, as okay, so I knew the first episode, like it was going to be a struggle for me for the acting. I just knew that going in. There were some straight off the bat who were just like solid, okay. But there were some of the guys where I was just like, oh, this is going to, this is going to take a couple of episodes. We just need a very serious scene to kind of help reset them. And then it'll kind of like get, I feel like it always takes like a really serious scene to like shake off some of the like not that great <laughs> acting. And so there were, I will say, a handful of them. It was not just one, but it's even harder for the people, for the character who has to be like the funny one because it takes longer for them to have that moment to kind of like, I don't want to say it's not really overacting, but it's kind of like, not bel I don't I don't know what the what the right word is for it, but Scotty was very very over the top <laughs> for like the first couple of episodes, to the point where I wrote in my notes, um, if I can find it, but I was like, I feel like I'm really struggling 
with these guys and acting. I can't find my note, but I wrote it in here somewhere. Uh, and it took a little bit long to see that level out. And it took all the way to episode three when we finally see Scotty in the present. And it kind of, we see more humanized behavior or humanized scenarios, I guess. We kind of see what his, what his past life pre or pre island life was like. Um, kind of his friendship between him and Bo and kind of like minimize the amount of humor that he needed to give us. Uh, and so I think that helped with him for sure throughout the rest of the season. Um, so there was that. Let's see. What else do we want to talk about? I'm trying, I'm like, do we just go into the Seth, the Seth, the Seth stuff? Because <laughs> I was, oh my gosh, I have so many questions. I have so many questions. Okay, we're just going to go there. <sighs> okay. okay, okay, here we go. Seth. I knew, I don't know, because you guys know, like the teen, like I watch a lot of teen shows, all that. At this point, I feel like I kind of know where they're going to go with characters. I felt the same way about Seth. I just felt like he was just too nice. And we saw glimmers now where we went with him. I was not expecting. But <laughs> I was like, he's a little bit too nice. We saw a peek out um, with his brother, which I, I literally put in a note when... It was episode three, and I was like, wait, Seth and Henry are stepbrothers. Did we know that? I must have missed that <laughs> being mentioned in the previous two episodes. But then I was like, oh my gosh, they're stepbrothers. Okay. But when he had that that freak out moment, um, and literally tried to drown Henry. I wrote in my notes, what the fuck just happened? Is Seth like a psychopath? <laughs> that was the moment that I knew there was something seriously wrong with him. I wouldn't be not, not be surprised if he killed someone. Um, it completely changed. Like, I just was not expecting good things to happen from Seth. But what we ended up getting from him, I was still like, okay. I need to see his backstory because I don't understand. And like everything in life, you're not going to understand. But this specific thing that he did, I just don't understand why that was what he decided to do. Like, what did that mean? Like, you know me, I have to like psychoanalyze everything and be like, why did you do it that way? Like ask all the questions. And so I was just sitting there, I was like, why was, yeah, you can be mad, but why was that? the thing that you decided to do. It just did not make sense to me. And I'm not gonna keep being like, we're, we're gonna talk about it. But there was another moment. So you have the moment where he drowns Henry and then says that I did it so that you can see how much I care about you. Sounds like a psychopath. Then we have the moment where he's talking to Karen, which was like, we got to talk about Karen because when you're first introduced to Karen, you're like, oh my gosh, typical douche jock going to be irritating the entire time. And he turns out to be the one who had the most compassion, <laughs> like the unexpected person, the person you would not expect to have the most compassion and to stand up for the guys the way that he did. And so it's like, oh my gosh. And then to see his backstory and kind of see where he came from, which I'm a little conflicted with, but then you like still kind of understand everything he was going through just based on his story of how his relationship was with his father and then having that coach who was like his father figure um, and like family to him, even though like the way, what happened, I don't know, we're going to get to that in a minute. So we're going to just stick on stuff for, for a little bit. But, so we had that, but we had the moment where they're going to look for um, stakes not actual steaks, but like tree branches to create steaks to catch this. I'm assuming it's a jaguar because they say jaguar, but we never see it. Because <laughs> so I'm assuming it wasn't in the budget. 
<laughs> to like kill this creature that has been like hunting them. And so it's him and Karen and Karen is like, or he tells him, cause at this point we think that Seth has his girlfriend at home or whatever like that. And he mentions to him that he took her cat um, because she tried to break up with him. And then her parents thought that that was wrong. And that's kind of like how he ended up here or something like that. And I was like, that sounds, that sounds freaking crazy. Like, are we just, not, or we're just going to go past that and like not <laughs> talk about it. <laughs> so like, those are two moments where I was just like, okay, what's going on with Seth? Then they kill the jaguar. We, they, they're at the bonfire. This is where I'm just like, okay, I don't know what the hell is going on anymore. They're giving speeches. They're having fun. I mean, I wrote this down. I was like, these boys are such boys. Oh my gosh. Like <laughs> the girls <laughs> are like, yeah, man, taking them a little longer to do things than the boys. But like, you felt like there were, there were things there was some depth there, but the boys were just like straight up boys. And I was just like, oh my gosh, I literally cannot deal. But we get to the bonfire. They're giving speeches or whatever. Karen pulls down Seth's pants. Based off of Seth's reaction, I'm like, oh my gosh, was he assaulted? as a child, like sex, cause these are kids. So was he sexually assaulted? Did someone do something to him? Like, this is what I'm thinking based on his reaction. So when we get to the point where Josh, mind you, Josh has been a little irritating, not gonna lie. He's been a little irritating, but it's okay. He's been, his, it seems like his parents have been, um, sheltering not sheltering him but he seems like he comes from a home where he was a little too sheltered and now he's at the point where his, his parents are like okay you need to have real world experiences because like you're just a little too too um sheltered for us and so they send him off on the study he's the only one who knows that it's like it's be it's a study i don't know if he knew that it would be like this but he knew that he was going to um be a part of some type of a study he has his pills, he has his ointments, he has his lotions. Like he is prepared for anything to go down. You know me, I love to be prepared. I love preparedness. So I'm like, yes, you, if you had to land on a deserted island, I would want to land with the person who's going to have the fanny pack full of things we're going to probably need. <laughs> so like, can't fault, fault Josh. It's like, oh, Josh, like, it's, it's like, oh, okay, whatever. So when Josh is there and like he's talking to him, clearly we can see that Seth is like giving off the energy of leave me alone, blah, blah, blah. We know in the present that they're trying to find out what happened. We're on this day. I think it was day 15. Yeah, day 15. They're trying to find out what happened on day 15 because they lost all comms and they have no clue what happened and what caused the boys to like separate. We know we're on day 15 and this entire time I'm like, I don't know what's going to happen. Like, does someone die? Cause at this point we've only seen Roth and Scotty in the present and we haven't seen anyone else. So I'm like, does somebody die? Like what happens? So I'm trying to figure out the, the best way to go about this. So freaking Josh sits there, he's talking, like being Josh. He also looks up to Seth because, you know, Seth has his Instagram, because you know, the times we're in, somebody has to be Instagram famous. And he follows him on Instagram, he loves his content. He's like just really into everything that Seth is about. And so he's talking his ear off, because he's Josh, he's very talkative. And then Seth's finally like, you know, leave me alone. like. I just want space. I don't want to talk to you. And just like, okay, fine. Like they're drunk. Cause you know, they found the, um, the bomb shelter with like all the very, very old food and water and beer and stuff. So they're all drunk. Don't really know what's going on. So Josh's like, okay, I'm going to sleep. And he goes and stumbles off. Seth goes after him. I'm in my head. 
based on everything that has happened up to this point, seeing how Seth has reacted to things, drowning his brother, the story about the cat, how he reacted to having his pants pulled down. I'm thinking he's going to like beat Josh to death. Like that's the only thing in my brain that I can think of. But once he gets in the tent, clearly I was like, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Is he going to rape Josh? Because I was like, I cannot watch this. Like I literally, I cannot, I don't want to watch it. Can't do it. He ends up still sexually assaulting him. And I'm like, why was that the reaction? I just don't understand why that was the reaction. And I was just like, I kept being like, I need to know what Steph's backstory is. I just don't understand it. I don't get it. Even when we get to his backstory, we find out like, of course, he has mommy issues. His mom abandoned him. So when he feels like people are abandoning, are going to abandon him or um, are abandoning him, then he has a very violent reaction to it. We see him get physically... Um, aggressive with his girlfriend uh, and then she ends up breaking up with him and he steals her cat insane psychopath um, we see his dynamic between his stepmom Henry's mom is very like very like charming the attitude or the persona that he gets off is very like charming and to the point he charms you to comfort where you just don't expect him to be an evil person. And so you get comfortable. And then it's once you do anything that he deems is a slight to him, then he turns into this psycho crazy person. And we see him talking to Gretchen. We don't really see the whole conversation, but I'm assuming this is after he steals the cat. They found out he stole the cat. Um, I'm assuming that Henry's mom and his dad knew that he stole the cat, even though Henry didn't know that he stole the cat. I can't remember if Henry knew that he, I think he didn't know that he beat her up, but I'm assuming when he's talking to Gretchen, this is his right after all that happened. It's still not clear to me how both he and Seth, or he or how both Seth and Henry ended up on this trip. But Seth says like they're there because of him. So I'm assuming this is all based on his actions and everything that happened between him and his ex-girlfriend. And so for Gretchen, and this is where my problem comes in with Gretchen. I have a, I have very, very, very huge problems with her. <laughs> I feel like she takes these are kids she takes their weaknesses and she feeds on those weaknesses to try to turn them into what she wants them to be so she took some a kid who was clearly damaged based on everything that happened with his ex-girlfriend put him in this environment alone no adult supervision uh, therefore putting other kids in danger just based off of his behavior and his reaction um, before he even got to the island when we're talking about his girlfriend. Like that is someone who clearly does not, to be put in, does not need to be put in a situation like the situation that's created on the island and puts him there. And now her actions and her decisions to place these kids in this type of a scenario now has negatively impacted their lives. I don't care what type of research you're doing. That's why I'm like, I need to know where the parents are. I need to know what they knew of where their kids were going. Like, it sounds like some of them knew what they were signing their kids up for. Some of them maybe thought they were signing them up for something else, but not necessarily what this is because, listen, and I said this for season one, let it be my kid. Everybody's getting sued. Like we're going <laughs> immediately going to court. There's not a paper. There's not a note. There's not anything you can say to me that will change my mind. We're going to court. 
and I'm literally suing you until you literally have no money left and you can never ever have enough money to survive because <laughs> there's no way. I'm just like, oh my gosh, every time I watch these things, I'm like, this is why I don't have kids at this moment because <laughs> I would probably be in jail. Oh my gosh. So like, Gretchen, it's lucky she's a character because <laughs> there is no way. So we have that happen. We saw his backstory. I'm still like, I just don't understand why, just based off of his pattern of behavior, why that was the reaction that he had to Josh. And so therefore it changes everything. It changes the dynamic. He gets kicked out the um, group because I'm glad that Josh found it in himself to confide in Karen and Karen stood up for him. I think everything that happened after that moment is unfortunate because you kind of see the guys split up and be like, oh, I believe you. Like immediately, I believe you, Josh. Roth was still kind of like, ah, oh, like I don't know because I know, I know both of you and I just don't think that he could do that, which is like, kind of what happens in real life. Oh my, I feel like we've had a couple of, of episodes now where we've had to talk about sexual assault and rape. And I'm just like, I don't remember having to talk about this much <laughs> for things I'm watching. Oh my gosh. Um, so we didn't have like victim blaming. It was more so Josh being like very like, oh, maybe I'm not remembering. And then Karen coming and be like, no, you don't say that. You you remember it correctly. He's disgusting. He's um, an asshole. He needs to be kicked out. Like, immediately. And I was like, yes. And even all of them coming around him, and Ivan, too, um, specifically being like, don't apologize. You have nothing to apologize for. This is not your fault. Like, you didn't do anything wrong. Like, all that stuff. Um, I was like, yes, I appreciate it. And I think just it being a group of guys and having this be a story in their, a part of their story on the island was interesting to watch and see how everyone reacted to it and kind of how they navigated it. But then also seeing Josh as a victim navigated as well and seeing how drastically he changed because he came in like this timid kind of like happy kid and then he left it like an angry I don't want to say defeated because that feels like not right he left it changed in a very very big way that I don't think like those type of traumatizing moments live with you for forever and now this is something that he has to live with for forever and he has to like navigate and deal with and he's not even in the right environment to navigate and deal with it in a way that's healthy for him because he's on a deserted island with a bunch of teenagers no authority figure or like therapist or someone to talk to to like really go through and talk through like what is he feeling and things like that so Gretchen, you're a, you're a bitch. <laughs> I would on site. Oh my gosh. Oh, oh my gosh. I can't even. Okay, I got to calm down because it just makes me so, so mad. It really makes me so, so mad. Like she literally, in the name of science, is messing up all these kids' lives and just does not care at all. All she cares about is her research. Even her own kid was like... You're freaking crazy because he ends up giving, um, what's his name? I can't remember what his name is, but Leah's friend ends up giving him information to turn over to the police because that's why they end up having to leave and vacate the facility that they were holding them in, um, very quickly, but like left the kids there. That's so much to unpack in this guys it really is so um and all the kids are paired up I don't think I said that so Henry are paired up based on like who knew who before coming in so Henry and Seth 
were stepbrothers. Kieran and Ivan came from the same school and had are both there for an incident that happened that we're about to talk about. Um, Bo and Scotty are best friends um, and also come from... Their story was also kind of like... Ugh. And also, while I was watching this, it was like... Did they think that they were coming? It seemed like for the boys, they had all done some like bad thing. And this is why they were on the retreat. And it kind of seemed like they were going on the retreat for boys who like don't know how to behave or something like that. <laughs> that's what I was getting from it. And so that's why I was like, oh, did everyone like do something astronomical? And that's why they're here. But even their story and like... The whole scene where they're like tearing up the house. I was like, oh my gosh, it's kind of sad. Um, just because they both like, even more so Bo. Yeah, Scotty was talking about like, oh, his mom was like, it's, it sounded like they had money and then they lost the money. And now they're kind of in a, in a situation where they don't have money. And so he's kind of been chasing after this life that he used to know. And then you have Bo who's like under the parentage of which we never see his parents but like clearly he is being um abused at home especially if something's dirty you see him on the bike with the black eye after um he got hit or something happened I can't remember what happened because I remember it was like the ring on the on the table but they ended up were able to clean it up but something else happened and he ended up getting oh 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 the t-shirts they bought they bought the t-shirts they were going to try to resell it they left them in the garage apparently it was covering a drain which is why the garage flooded and they were caught outside in the garage with the t-shirts and his father was coming out and so that's when after he got beat for that and then they went to Scotty's old house and they had their like bonding moment of just like letting all their anger out which is like I feel like there needs to be a place for you to go to let your anger out where it won't cost you like a ton of money because like they tore that house up um so their story was was um interesting Karen and Ivan's story was also interesting um because they went to the same school Ivan's out he's proud he's like actually I don't know what he is I'm assuming he's mixed. I'm not even going to say what I think he is. But like he cares about issues pertaining to him and his friends and things that impact him and all these other things. And so and he's very vocal about it. And their coach, after doing some digging, he sees him in blackface, which I was like, okay, this is a storyline we're going to go with. Okay, we're, we're going to do it. And ends up getting... Him fired and Kieran had a very, very close relationship with him. This is where my problem came with Ivan. And this is where his boyfriend was also like, okay, um, I don't think I know who you are. Because you have a moment where they find Kieran in the locker room and he's very distraught. He's crying. Clearly, there was some type of relationship there. Because even when we see him outside when the coach is leaving and he's like hugging him and he looks like he's either crying or about to cry. Like clearly there was some type of relationship and dynamic there that was more than just a coach and athlete type of relationship. And so when they find him in the locker room and his boyfriend's like, oh, we should just go, we should leave him alone. And to see Ivan like taunting him into the reaction that he had and then streaming it live on social media, I was like, okay, Ivan, I can't even, like, I've been writing for you this whole time, but I can't even write for you in this moment because that was sh shitty AF. And if I was Karen, I would be pissed at you as well because you got, he got him expelled from school, ruined his, um, like, college career because he was playing lacrosse, which I, I, I don't know nothing about lacrosse, but I'm assuming you can get scholarships to play lacrosse and all that stuff somewhere. But like just literally messed up his whole um, future because of that one video. And he goaded him into that because they were in that locker room for a long time. 
And Karen kept being like, leave me alone, leave me alone, leave me alone, leave me alone. And he just kept egging him on. I was just like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. I was like, I know where this is going, but like also, uh, just leave him alone. Clearly he is not okay. So that helped explain and shed light on like to their dynamic on the island. Because the way that Ivan was towards him on the island, you would have thought that Karen did something to him, but actually it was the other way around. And I just felt like, I don't know, Ivan needed to do some self-reflection on to why he felt like that was where he needed to go in that situation. But yeah. Um, and then of course we had Josh and Raf who were also at the same school. We got to see more of Roth than Josh's background or backstory because we saw that he's like, he doesn't even live in the U.S. He lives in Tijuana, so he has to cross the border to go to school, which I don't, I don't know why I didn't think that there would be like students who would do that, but I guess there could be. That just seems far to me. And how does that work? Does that actually happen? I don't know. Let me know. I don't know. I didn't think that that... Because I know a lot of schools is like you have to live within a certain district or maybe there's like a program. Now I'm going to Google it. <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, so I thought that um, his story was very, very interesting. Again, his girlfriend ain't shit. She clearly was not uh, into him as much as he, uh, he was into her. And... Yeah, I just feel like it felt like things were left, a lot of things were left unsaid because we don't really know. Like, yeah, we saw their backstory and we, we can assume that those are the reasons why they ended up where they are. But I think for some of them, it's not that clear. Like for Roth, was it because he went to jail or to the Border Patrol jail? I don't know if that's what it's called. It's the same thing. And, or was it like his girlfriend's parents who were like, oh, you should get into this part. Like if some of it is still clear. You guys know I'd be wanting all the answers. And I just feel like they, they just were not giving me all the answers with that, with how these kids were rescued, especially the boys. Cause the girl I think was pretty obvious. Cause it's like, oh, helicopter. Oh, save us, save us. And then they saw them and they saved them. But the boys like there, we didn't see any help. And we're just like, oh, okay. They were saved. Um, as far as the girls, the girls were on the island longer than the boys. So the boys lasted 34 days. The girls lasted 50 days. Um, oh, the girlfriend's name was Marisol. It's like I know I wrote her name down. And we ended up seeing everyone in the present. We didn't see Seth in the present until literally the last few seconds of the finale episode um also Seth like it just speaks to like the type of person that he is because he knew all those kids were drunk but he knew he did something wrong because and you knew he was in his right mind because like after his parents were pulled down to me it seemed like he kind of sobered up pretty quickly and so he knew what he was doing then he couldn't blame alcohol on it. I know we're going back to this. But I just saw another another um, something else in my notes and it made me just go back to it. Um, and he knew he did something wrong because then the next day when they all split off and Josh is like, oh no, I'm not staying with you. Like I'm going to go with Karen. And he ends up cutting all the mics. So like to me, your behavior says that you know what you did was wrong and therefore you're trying to cover up for yourself. Um and cut all the mics. So I don't know. I, oh, so it's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot to unpack with all these boys. That's why I'm like when people are like, oh, we didn't meet the boys or whatever. But I'm like, there, I feel like there's still some great dialogue that can be had about what happened to them. Like there was great dialogue that could be had for the girls, especially in season one. There's a great dialogue that can be had for the boys based on the things that happened to them on the island. Uh... So yeah, Leah, because <laughs> I, I literally wrote here, <laughs> there are eight episodes, by the way. I don't think I, I mentioned that. Um, 
I think there were eight episodes. Or no, there were ten episodes for season one. Oh, I didn't even realize that. Did they really shorten? Oops. Did they really shorten the season by two? They did. I wonder why they did that. And you know me. You guys know I love me a short season of TV. <laughs> but now knowing that they shortened it by two episodes and just seeing how some of it felt disjointed. Because like, I I will I will never rarely ever make the case for a longer season. But once you get to the point where you have a lot of characters that you have to get through, because now we have 14 people, because we have this, the seven boys, seven girls that they know of that's alive. I'm assuming the boys don't yet know that Seth is still alive. So that's 15. I don't know if Nora is still there because we don't see her after um, we see her at that moment looking at the screen um, when Rachel sees the blue in the water. So I don't know if she's still there. Um, but when you get to the point where the cast is so big and there are blatant like things that just feel undone is either you reshift some things and I'm just sitting here thinking and I'm like I don't know what they could reshift with what we got like even if we would have got one more episode I don't know I feel like now that I'm saying I'm like one more episode probably been too much <laughs> I don't know. I just feel like, I don't know. I don't know. Ignore me. So, <laughs> so Leah, it was at one point where I was just like, okay, I'm about done with these visions. I don't even understand what is going on um, anymore with these visions. Especially when she was like, she swam out to the rock. I was like, so then in real life, did she really swim out to this rock? by herself that seems like a very long distance I'm surprised she made it <laughs> what is even going on um and then she had this guy that she was with apparently all the um all of the articles I kept seeing were like oh this person is apparently famous. Uh, his name is Ben Folds. Because I had to look it up. Because I literally had not been um, reading the full article. So Ben Folds, he is a musician. He's the one that kept showing up on the piano in her uh, visions. <laughs> uh, let's see. See, in case you don't know what he, he's done, he's created multiple solo albums, pop albums with Ben Folds 5, collaborative records with artists from Sarah Bareilles and Regina Spector to William Shatner. His last album was a blend of pop songs and his concert or concerto for piano orchestra that roared to number one on both the Billboard Classical and Classical crossover charts so I mean there's that that makes sense but I was still over those freaking <laughs> I was just like I literally wrote I'm about done with Leah's hallucinations because I was done 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 <laughs> um so we had a lot of that going on um it was great to see the girls like seeing having Nora or seeing Nora die in air quotes I think helped to bring them closer together. You kind of saw their bond of them like trying to, where they felt a little more comfortable this season versus first season because it kind of seemed like they didn't necessarily give up that they would never be rescued, but it did seem like they at least felt like they um, were in a routine and like, whatever was going to happen was going to happen, but they were going to live in the now. And so I think this season, at least for the girls, it was more so just being there for each other. Uh, so whether that was being there for Rachel while she was dealing with um, her grief and losing her sister, 
being there for um, Dot to like help celebrate her 18th birthday, even though she wasn't a birthday girl. Um, Shelby and Tony's relationship, seeing how that developed, knowing that they came from two different worlds, uh, being there for, um, oh my gosh, what's her name? Fadden and like freaking Leah's dynamic. Cause you know, Leah kind of confided in Fadden that she had suspicions about Nora, but she's like, ah, she literally like <laughs> snatched her up. Was like, if you continue to talk about this, I will kill you. <laughs> And then come full circle and she's the one who's like, oh, wait a minute. Maybe Leo was right and Nora was up to something that she shouldn't have been up to. And then even them all being there for Martha, uh, especially in the end when she saw the rabbits and just kind of like literally zonked out, which was like, I think that was just too much for her. And I was just like, oh my gosh. Um, but it was just like great to see them all like rally around each other and just be there for each other in the moments when they needed each other the most. Um, and also like seeing Shelby kind of open up, especially in her story when she sat and talked to Rachel and kind of told her story about like how she lost her friend. So she does know something, a little something about grief. Um, seeing Leah and Rachel kind of connect because they both were kind of like Rachel was dealing with depression and Leah was kind of, she had that attempted or she had that moment where she attempted to kill herself, which they didn't really, they kind of glossed over it. Like I saw the warning in the beginning of the episode and I was like, oh, okay. And then um, we see her take the pills, but then like she's fine and she's now under like 24 seven surveillance. And then also like seeing Dot be kind of like that mother figure in a way, like she's watching out for the girls and making sure they have everything they need. So I do think that there was still a lot there that we got to see um, with the girls on the island for this season. Where like the first season was more so like them dealing with the shock of being on the island. And kind of like similar to the boys like navigating what that means. This season felt more like okay this is, this is what our circumstance is today. How do we deal with it? This is how we're going to deal with it. This is how we're going to move forward until hopefully we're rescued which I appreciated. We also got to see more of the um, facilities. So I mentioned that Leah broke into Roth's room, which she was out here playing a long game. You guys know I love me a good long game play. <laughs> when she was like, she even looped Dean in a little bit cause he was kind of like feeling, I feel like his conscious was now being like, okay, what is going on here? Cause like, clearly talking to these kids these kids are traumatized and I just feel like to do all that in the name of science just to me is not worth it uh so he clearly was not here for it and he started to help her gave her the phone so that she could contact her friend um but she also used like what Ben Foles told her in her while she was hallucinating where she was like where he was like use you're being a kid or you being a child because everyone thinks that you're a child use that to your advantage and so that's what she did and she got she got one up on Gretchen even though Gretchen didn't see it coming but Gretchen seems to always be prepared to put these kids through some type of trauma because they left the facilities um they left all the kids there and she like she got rid of Dean and threatened him was like uh, if you, I pulled all these strings so you can be your daughter. If you say anything, all that goes away. And then she got on the plane. We see her son come. He's like, oh, mom, I'm sorry. Blah, 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 blah. You're like, okay, whatever. Because <laughs> he was the one who helped uh, her friend, or Leah's friend, like get the information that he needed. And so she was like, and then the guy who got jumped by Seth, which was just like, it was just so many things that happened where I just felt like they just did not close the loop on it. Cause when Seth jumped him and like beat him and then took the boat, I was like, okay, did he die? Was he left there? Was he rescued? Like, what happened to him? And then we see him on the plane, like with a bruised face and you're just like, oh, okay. Like they just was, they just, we're like half-assing it. I'm just like, I need you guys to tell a complete 
full circle story because if we get a season three, I highly doubt we're going to have flashbacks to the island. It just does not make sense to me unless there's like some introduction. Oh, we're getting to season three territory. Unless there's some introduction of like this net new group of people, which I'm like, there's already too many kids. I don't want to be introduced to anybody new. But if there are, then like maybe if we need to see flashbacks of what happened to them or how they got there maybe potentially but i would think more so ugh, we're gonna we're gonna table it for a hot second because it's getting into season three and i want to wrap up my thoughts on season two so she left them all there um they all finally come together in the same room and you're like oh my gosh they're all in the same room again you guys know i love me a good group moment <laughs> that's what's making me excited about a potential season three um, but they all come together. Only Raph has met Leah. He's like, the boys are like, who is she? Why are we, should we follow her? He's like, yes, follow her. We can trust her. And so they come to find out that they've been left there to fend for themselves. Gretchen still has surveillance there. She mentions that she has a new control group. We see a flash of Shelby and I'm like, okay, is Shelby the control group? Doesn't make sense because she was in the test group like how does that work and then we also see that Seth is actually still alive which is like how is he alive he was literally beat like horribly beat <laughs> with a paddle <laughs> like he should at least be in a bed with like on a ventilator or something <laughs> I don't understand how he is sitting there just with a black and blue face that didn't make sense to me but he is there and he is the one literally controlling all of the sounds that the kids are hearing. But that leads us into season three. So let's talk about season three. It has yet to be renewed for season three. Season one, um, after it dropped on Amazon, they renewed it for season two within like a week. We are almost at the weak point for the Wilds. And we have yet to hear any news for season three. I don't see why they wouldn't renew the wilds. Like, I just don't see why they wouldn't. Um, we are in different circumstances in that when season one dropped, we were still pretty much, we were still in the first year of the pandemic. Um, whereas for season two, like people have like lives have gone back to what they were, but like people are still watching things. People are still working from home. So I just don't see it being that big of a difference. We also had another show, which I did not talk about on here. Or actually, did I? Did I, did I discuss Yellow Jackets? I can't remember. I think I did. Um, but we had Yellow Jackets, which now this is being compared to. But if you're like me, then you know that the Wilds dropped before Yellow Jackets. And so when you watched Yellow Jackets, you were like, oh, this is kind of giving me the Wilds. Like feeling like it's the Wilds, which I'm pretty sure is probably what I said. Um, so now we have that going on and the and Yellow Jackets got pretty good um views as well and has been renewed. So I just I just don't see why it wouldn't be renewed. I think if done right, season two could be very interesting because now you're taking two groups of kids who went through similar but also very different experiences on the various island that they were stranded on and now you've put them all together in a building um, where they're essentially stranded the boys are there with someone with a very dangerous person who has literally uh, sexually assaulted someone and then attempted to murder a couple of people <laughs> at this point um and then also she mentions that there's another control or she has a control group. So I don't know if that means new people. I honestly, honestly do not want to see new people. Um, I mean, it's a show, so I feel like they always feel like they have to introduce new people. If they do, I'd rather it be like one, maybe two new people versus like a whole group of new people. Because right now, there are so many kids. <laughs> and while... The way they split up the story worked for season two. Now that everyone's together, like it's not going to be, it's not going, they're not going to be able to do the story that way or split up the storytelling that way. And so, I, and I also still feel like there's just so much that we don't know about these 
all the kids that we have right now. And so then to add in new people just does not make sense to me. I feel like there's just still so much more to explore with the kids that we have now. There's so many new dynamics that can be created um, in this new scenario with the two groups being together. And then also having like this threat, not only the threat of Gretchen and whatever it is that's going on with her, but also the threat of this dangerous person who's been once again left in an isolated situation with no um, adult supervision to be able to wreak havoc on kids' lives and potentially negatively impact them in a way that would last their entire lives. Not even mentioning that this entire situation is going to be a part of their lives for like the rest of their lives anyway. But you have that as well. One of the things which I was reading an article where they were talking to the showrunners and they were talking about like what we could potentially see in the season three. And they were saying, because apparently everyone has the same question that I have, where are the parents? <laughs> and they were saying that um, we'll have answers in season three specifically about the parents. So we'll learn who knows what, how much they do know, um, how much they don't know. It sounds like from reading that article, this could potentially be a spoiler for you, but like their season three has not actually gone into production. So we don't even know, but it sounds like there are parents who know exactly what their kids were getting into, which I still find that hard to believe. Like I'm assuming Gretchen in a way explained it to them in a way where it was like, oh, oh they're going to be on an isolated island, but it'll be in a controlled environment and like nothing drastic should happen to them. That's the only way I can see her explaining it, explaining it to where the parent would be like, oh, okay, well, my kid can go. And then I think there are some parents who think that their kids were going on this long three-month um, retreat. It was going to be like a wilderness retreat, but like with adult supervision and all this other stuff going on. And they just told their kids, because all the kids thought they, they were going away for a weekend. So that kind of explains why the kids think are probably like, oh, our parents think we're dead or something like that because they thought we were only for a weekend when like the parents knew that they were would be going for three months, but were instructed to tell them that it would be a weekend, which to me sounds suspicious. And I'd be like, why do you want me to tell my kid that they're only going for a weekend? That doesn't even make sense. Like, I'm sorry, but if I'm a parent, I got questions. <laughs> like, especially now that like these kids are gonna show up back home whenever they do show up back home. With all this trauma, missing limbs, bruise, like, I'm going to have so many questions. So, apparently we're going to find out what happened um, with the parents there. Uh, oh, one of the things that I said about since too, there weren't as many present day interviews as a, there were for season one. Which I think worked because we were looking at the two different groups. And I think it would have just been, whereas for season one... The present day interviews were connected to an individual person for an entire episode and it kind of like went through their story. Whereas for this one, like we started with Roth in episode one, we didn't see Scotty until episode three. And then I think by episode five, we saw Bo, Kieran, Henry, and Josh in the present. And it was like all kind of like lumped together. So I don't know. I guess it worked for um, the way that season two was told. Um, but I think that's also why I feel like there's still more that we don't know about the boys. Um, probably more so than the girls because we just didn't spend as much like present day time with them like we did with the girls. But um, back to season three. So yeah, so I'm expecting answers. Uh, I believe I saw an article where the showrunner said that she originally pitched um, Amazon Prime, a four season series. I didn't read the article, so I don't know like where that netted out. I think that depending on where we go in season three, because if their parents think that they're going for three months and each season has been about a month, then I feel like we should be able to wrap it up in season three with a 10 episode season, not eight, not eight episodes. Uh, I say that, but then I'm like, I don't know what this is going to look like. 
<laughs> so with the eight to ten episode season for the third season, I think that they could get in there and wrap everything up. But yeah, this was really, really long, guys. There was a lot to unpack. I still feel like I haven't even unpacked everything that I needed to, but I want to know what you guys thought about the wilds. How'd you feel about season two? Were you disappointed with the boys' storyline? How did you really feel? What do you want to see in season three? Do you have questions? Like, I have questions. Like, where are these freaking parents at? What do they know? What don't they know? Let me know all of the things, and I will talk to you guys in the next episode. That's the end of the episode. Thanks for sticking through it to the end. Be sure to follow me on all the social media platforms at Currently Building on Instagram and at Currently on Twitter. Also, hit the subscribe button on whatever platform you listen to podcasts on, and I'll talk to you in the next one. Thank you.